Welcome to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. For those of you new here, the Deep Roots at Home website was founded by Jackie in 2011. As a retired RN, longtime homeschooler, past Lyme sufferer with a love of preventative natural medicinals, Jackie has encouraged women for years now. Our desire is to spread truth and important information during these recent deceptive times, as well as the practicals of homemaking and all things beautiful. Whether you are listening in the car, while you're making dinner for your children, or sitting with a relaxing cup of tea, welcome to the podcast. And welcome everybody to this first podcast from Deep Roots at Home. I am your host, Abby Grace, and I am so thrilled to be here with you today. I wanted to start out the podcast by just telling you a few things that you can expect from the podcast here, and just to let you know that as we are starting this out, this is all new, and so we are going to be doing some trials of some different things, Um, but we are just thrilled to have this new venue to be a blessing to others that maybe don't maybe you don't have time to sit and read an article but you would love to be able to still get encouraged by deep roots at home even while you're busy about your home making dinner or in the car um, through these podcasts so uh, let me just tell you a few things that you can expect from these podcasts first off we are going to be taking the vast amount of wisdom and the years worth of articles that jackie has on her website And we're going to be repurposing those blogs here on the podcast. And you will find a great variety of topics, everything from the present distresses that are happening and all of Jackie's medical insight to the encouragement in the home, things about quiet time and nap time and things about gardening and all of those beautiful things that Jackie has encouraged people with for years. Secondly, Jackie herself plans to come on and interview different guests that she thinks could be of interest to her readers and a blessing. And then thirdly, we want to get our, our audience involved. We want to do Q&As that can practically address some of the questions that each one of you have. So let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about introducing quiet time as nap time ends, plus four calming herbal supports that you can use with your children. Stay tuned. Our hearts need to be breaking for our children. Have you noticed how few children actually sit and read a book anymore? They don't have any structured time to rest. They, don't, they aren't building things or problem solving face to face with real life people anymore. Even at young ages, children are stuffed into car seats so that our young protégés will be well-rounded or they'll find their giftedness, and yet their thirsty hearts and very souls can be drying up this whole time. While we're all doing our best to be amazing parents while maintaining our own busy schedule, but here's the thing we need to be asking ourselves. Is my child getting enough downtime? But isn't busy good, you ask? Doesn't busy equate to learning? As an older homeschool mom who's really struggled with this, the answer turned out to be no, not always. And lately with the pandemic, we've had the opposite challenge of having been highly stressed with enforced lockdowns, parents losing their businesses or their jobs, and there being few creative outlets rather than screen time. And now we have a serious challenge. Speaking of which, there are tens of thousands of families who've used the lockdowns as an opportunity to take their children out of schools altogether 
Wonderfully and immediately, they have eliminated pressures from schools with corrupting influences. Now the family alone can choose when to come and go and what they really want to do with that extra time. The stress and anxiety of a performance-driven young life, along with the unhealthy masking, unsavory school curriculum, this is leading in our culture to obesity, depression, insecurity, anger, and emotional illnesses. Many teens today have never experienced the gift of a carefree early childhood. And as parents one day, without turning to God for answers, they will not be able to supply it to their own children. Due to the modern notion that a child should always have something to do, some place to go, or excitement of some sort, parents themselves are losing that margin of quiet in their own lives. They think they have to entertain their children at all times, and the child starts to think that that's what they're owed. Making times of rest and quiet in the midst of busy days becomes restorative. Here is what Leanne wrote. I first implemented a daily quiet time with my children when my oldest was around three years old. When he gave up naps, I turned his usual nap time into a quiet time. Later, when my oldest was four years old, our middle son would often nap around 1 p.m. I wanted quiet time to coincide with nap time so I could also have some quiet time for myself. Scheduling quiet time for older children during the nap time of younger children helps keep your home peaceful while the younger children sleep. No more interrupted nap times because of an older sibling's loud play. This lull in the day lowers the stress hormone cortisol. Yes, children produce cortisol as well, and quiet time is a practical way to rest. Quiet time is also a very practical way to reset. Even though it may seem counterintuitive to you, the child you feel may have ADHD and would never be able to play quietly may actually be able to self-regulate better with the practice of quiet time. Your child may develop an understanding of their own real need to stop and relax for a while. Children are intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, and physically fed through imaginative play, free time, yes, even some bored time so they can develop skills to use it wisely. Children need some solitude. Yes, even the most extroverted child needs time for inner strength and wholesomeness to form. Both boys and girls also need to be able to dream, and they need, if I can use the phrase, pre-play. They, they need to be able to pretend what they want to be and do when they grow up. Lauren Frank, professor at the University of California, San Francisco, said, almost certainly downtime lets the brain go over experiences it's had, solidify them, and turn them into permanent long-term memories. Lauren specializes in studies on learning and memory, and he said he believes that when the brain is constantly stimulated, you actually prevent this learning process. Other studies found that people learn significantly better after a walk in nature rather than being in a dense urban environment suggesting that processing a barrage of information leaves people fatigued. How many mamas can attest to that? So you might be wondering, okay, I've, I've not done this with my child, but I would like to do that. So when should you introduce quiet time? And if you, if you haven't introduced it, how can you begin to slowly get this going in your day? First of all, start to introduce quiet time when your child's nap normally would occur. It can take place anywhere in your home, but quiet time is most effective 
when it's established in a designated area so that your child understands that there is an expectation to play independently and quietly within that space. It could be in a corner of your living room with a few toys. It could be on their bed and you have them just stay within the confines of their bed playing quietly with their favorite cuddly animal or their dolls. Make sure you have their favorite blankie, their quilt, children's board books, or engaging children's books like Richard Scary. Make sure the books are absorbing and engaging to the eye and the mind. And for many, putting on relaxing hymns, classical, Celtic, or lullaby-type music nice and low in the background, that certainly doesn't hurt as well. The right choice in music, though, has to be calming to the spirit. Our two oldest grandchildren love to listen to My Little Lamb, which is a stuffed animal audio Bible, before and after waking up from their naps. Here are some tips to successfully introduce quiet time. Have a designated quiet room like we mentioned, likely the child's bedroom, and allow that time to just be still and quiet. Why is this important? Well, one, it lowers stimulation which leads to meltdowns and tantrums from an active household with other children. It will likely help your child develop skills in managing big feelings and stress. Quiet also facilitates focus and concentration. It helps not having a TV on in the home. When we come back, I'm going to give you three natural herbal safe ways to support a peaceful day for your child. And we're also going to give a few more quiet time tips as well as recommended toys for quiet free play. Here are a few natural herbal safe ways to support a peaceful day for your child with mild hyperactivity, anxiousness, or restlessness. Now these do not make a child drowsy, but instead will sharpen their focus and calm. Plant Therapy makes two great products. One is called KidSafe Calming the Child, and Plant Therapy also makes KidSafe Tension Tamer. Gaia Kids makes a great product called Calm Support. Now I will put the links to these in the show notes at the bottom of this podcast. Also, homemade hibiscus flower tea is a great alternative to pharma for stress in a child. My Kool-Aid recipe, which I'll also put a link to, safely lowers anxiety and is calming. Plus, what kid doesn't like Kool-Aid? And of course, it also helps to cut out foods with red dye, number 40, hidden additives, natural flavors, kids' vitamins, or food with aspartame or sugary treats. Another tip that will help with establishing quiet time and a gentler, quieter day is have fewer toys, ones that don't do much on their own. Stuart Brown said, play fosters empathy in kids and lies at the very heart of creativity and innovation. And the ability to play has a profound effect on our outlook on life. Here are a few ideas. <laughs> Some big cardboard boxes. What child doesn't love a cardboard box? Blocks? Balls, dolls, stuffed animals, puppets, a wagon, couch cushions, a cardboard table covered with a sheet to make into a playhouse, building forts. These are things that are so simple and yet can create hours of fun. What about coloring your boxes and your forts and that sheet that's on the table? It's wise to have a few bins with different non-electric toys to rotate in and out for fresh inspiration. Finally, here are a few recommended toys for quiet free play that will give hours of fun and creative play. 
And again, we will put the links for some of our favorites at the bottom in the show notes. Magnetic Tiles Building Set. Wooden Blocks. We particularly love Melissa and Doug. The Fort Magic Kit. Marble Run. How about Duplo Blocks? We found so many of our extras at garage sales. Again, these are multiplied hours learning without even knowing it. How about good old Thomas the Tank Engine? Or compatible major brands that are similar. Lego Creator Space Shuttle Explorer. Engineering Building Blocks and jumbo extra thick cardboard building blocks. In closing, let me read Deuteronomy 6, 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Thanks for joining us on the Deep Roots at Home podcast. We pray it has encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and as you serve your family. Could you do us a favor? If this has blessed you, could you help us spread the word by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends? And don't forget, we have lots of great links in the show notes that go along with today's podcast. See you next time.